Hi, welcome to the Starting Equipment Podcast. Today you have myself, Jared, and Helen is with me as well. Welcome to our interseason content. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, character ideas we've had for games we want to play, games we want to play and know we're never going to play, and just stuff we want to do. Yeah, sometimes there's that character or that idea or that world that is just like itching in the back of your brain and you're like, I must play this thing and sometimes it's world specific sometimes it's not i'll start uh i wrote a character for a short story and ever since i wrote them into this short story i just want to play them in a role-playing game and i really don't care i just want to find like a fitting world for them and it is an assassin who is also a gardener Sure. Okay. Very poetic about it. Well, whatever your craft is, whatever you're doing, you should be approaching it artistically. And I'm going to be artistic in how I grow these plants and how I choose them and, and all of that. And I'm also going to be artistic in how I end this person's life. It is not personal. Whatever you are doing, you should do it with grace, right? Like that's the character I want to play and I want it so hard. And I don't care what system, any martial arts system. So what what I'm hearing is either Exalted or Scion. Or, you know, Legend of the Five Rings, I could play it, right? Like Oh, sure, yeah, Legend of the, yeah. Yeah, you could play the shit out of that in L5R. A- anything that has that aesthetic to it. I want it, I want it, I want it. Yeah, legit. That's That sounds awesome. I, I really enjoy trying to put ceremony and formality on things that are so easy to pass off as either just crass or evil or et cetera, like adding a level of purpose and meaning uh, to, to anything like that. I like the idea of a character who approaches everything with purpose um, and, and doesn't look at what other people think of it. There's a book I read not too long ago where there is, someone it's like medieval times and there's a person whose job is clean out the whatever they call them the water closets that are high up in the castle you know it all drops down into the poop pit and it's his job to clean it out and there are all these people who think so little of him and he's like i don't know what you're talking about i'm the reason that our crops grow i'm the reason that this castle can survive a siege who cares about prestige i have purpose right and i absolutely loved that character yeah well, as a contrast to both violence as just a violence in games in particular, just this is just a, a you know, every PC's first tool of choice is to just, well, I don't know, just, just hit it with an axe or something, you know, like taking it seriously. But then also as a contrast to PCs, uh, because we all are aware of the memes and the idea that like every PC's, every group of PC's is just a roving band of murderous nonsense and you know having a game where you can take the opportunity to be meticulous and thoughtful with a character just seems really appealing so so what do you want to play what's your what's your fondest dream (sighs) a new age of exalts because uh careful listeners and fans of the old world of darkness will know that once upon a time um no longer, but once upon a time, the worlds of Exalted and Old Worlds of Darkness had a notional and implied continuity. 
So the idea would be beginning with Old World of Darkness and transitioning into a new age of exalts. The solars and the lunars and the dragons are all returning in some form or another, which obviously is a, a bit confusing to the existing templates who are significantly less powerful than the old exalts. And man, I want to play one of the new lunars so bad. Just so bad um, in that context. I do the one thing. Those poor werewolves. Those poor werewolves who are like, we're werewolves. We're living our life. Wait, what are you? Why are you here? Yeah. Why are you? What, what do you mean that you're it's like, well, you see, I can turn into a wolf. But also, well, hold on. Now, hold on. Now, stop. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is this also? <laughs> Where did you get also? What is this also? Um, yep. Bunch of Nuisha laughing their asses off, you know, and then that's what I want. I absolutely love Exalted. I don't think that is a secret to anybody who listens to our podcast. I think we're an Exalted fan cast, honestly. At this, you know, we haven't played it yet. We haven't even reviewed it on here. But yeah, we're an Exalted fan cast. And and I will admit the thing that I love most about Exalted, I like the system, but I have some major qualms with it. But the Exalted world is. I'm I'm in love. I'm in love with the Exalted World. It is my favorite setting, not necessarily my favorite system. Um, That's one of the reasons that I'm so excited about uh, Monster Care Squad by Sandy Pug Games. It really feels like Exalted to me insofar as there are monsters, they are out there, they are part of the world, and people have a balanced and symbiotic relationship with them. They perform a role. Exalted's world's that's, you know, one of the core conceits is it, it's got the spirits are all there performing their various roles. The world is alive. It is a very animist setting. And I, uh, in Monster Care Squad, you don't hunt these monsters. Um, they are afflicted by some kind of disease or blight or something. And you're a squad of highly trained monster vets and you go around figuring out what's wrong with them and helping them. Speaking of characters I want to play in Monster Care Squad, I want to play that world's Darwin. I want to play the, I'm going around to help cure these animals for the sole purpose of, I want to study them and put these monsters in notes. And I want to make like the monster almanac. That's the character I want to play in Monster Care Squad gonna wander around i'm just gonna be wandering around doing my sketching yeah that's, making notes you talk to me frequently about the desire to play a character in one of chronicles of darkness's smaller side games let's say smaller um, side games golly that's no shade, but we all know that Chronicles of Darkness has like the big four games that most of their people play. And then all their other games are for the smaller groups of people who like that thing. Like, like we all know that's true. And I'm not saying anything bad about that. Some okay, of those so smaller games clarify, are my favorite. What Jared is saying is when he says the big four, he's saying uh, vampire, mage, werewolf, and changeling. Yeah. And everything else is like they're smaller games. That's yes. That is, that is the slander he is speaking at this time, yes. Um, I'm putting no judgment on the smaller games. <laughs> I love the smaller games. So the smaller games would be things like Promethean and Beast and Deviant. And, and Geist. Geist. Mummy. Mummy. Are they kind of like halfway templates in Hearthlocker or are they in their own book? Some of them went into Deviant and some of them got split up into like Mummy has a few halfway templates. Um mage has a halfway template 
Right. We This all requires a lot more context than we're going to provide. I highly recommend that you go to Onyx Path's website and look through their games because we love them all. <laughs> I want to be clear. I'm not talking bad about these smaller games. Uh, my favorite two games made by Onyx Path are two of these smaller games. I absolutely positively love Promethean and Mummy. I think that they are incredible. But what you're specifically talking to me about right now, I assume, is Beast. Yes, yes. Because I keep trying. I have tried for years. What I want is to play the character. If you haven't watched Pirates of the Caribbean 4, I promise you, you're not missing anything. But there is a scene in it where the mermaids come up to the boat because one of them, one of the pirates was singing because they're trying to catch mermaids. So he's singing and then they see the mermaid and then she starts singing and then uh, she tries to kiss one of them and pulls him down into the water slowly and then all of a sudden snarls and has fangs and then all the mermaids start attacking the boat trying to drown the sailors. That's what I want. That's all I've ever wanted. I just want to play that character. I've been trying to play it for years. And then finally I got sick of it and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read Beast. That's what I'm going to do. And so I started to read Beast. And then a little bit while later, all of a sudden, you know, there was a Google Doc in front of me and a bunch of words were on it. And I emailed Jared and was like, hey, I, I wrote a Beast NPC. That's all. That's what I got. For those who have never heard of Beast, you play the descendants of five primordial beasts, monsters. But you're all children of Echidna. Yes, but you play the child of the dragon or the kraken, whatever it is. And so this game starts with the premise of you are a monster. Well, first, you are a person who has some kind of connection to a, a, a monstrous other world that is burrowed into between dreams, right? And there is a monster there in that realm of nightmares that is tied to you. And you walk around in your earthly form and look like a person, but until the moment where the two, some horror befalls you, where the two of you connect, at which point you enter into your heritage as a beast. Yeah, and, and even as a person before you enter into your heritage, something feels off your whole life, right? Until finally the moment happens and then you realize what's been missing. Something falls into your into place. And so the thing that I love about Beast is each of them has a type of person or a character trait, and you get to choose this, that they are supposed to punish. The purpose of the monster in the story is to teach a lesson, Right. Right. And not to kill, although they can, but it's to teach a lesson, right? So like they can kill you, but you're not going to learn anything. Other people might learn something. And that might be a reason to do it. So, so your character is this mermaid, whatever inspired person. Talk about their lesson and who they target and all that. Uh, so, so mermaid is... Definitely mermaid is a strong word. I would probably do a social build, but I would also, I would leave that option open, but also very much a brawling physical build. And definitely I want, because I only play the one thing, I want to very, very neatly tie together the 
charismatic and beautiful and manipulative outer layer with a monstrous lake creature of some kind uh, or monster sea creature, but monstrous lake creature. I want the monster. I want the beauty and the beast. That's what I want. And I want to have them take advantage of feelings of guilt, driving those things home. It is better if you confess now. Like it is better. Everybody knows what you've done. That kind of that kind of persistent horror, that kind of of pursuit. A beast NPC that I made for our hunter game that I absolutely love and would happily play as a character if I ever played in a beast game is an Orthodox Jewish woman. Uh, I don't know how much our listeners know about Judaism, but there is the concept of Lashon Hara, which means evil tongue. And it is gossip. It is talking about people behind their back. It is lying. It is saying things with the intention of stirring up trouble. And this character hates it. And so compels people who do it to tell the truth and confess the worst things they've ever done. And that is, that is how this character functions. And man, that is cool and fun. And I would love to play. Gotten to meet that character in, in, in Hunter. It's great. I just also like the idea for a lake creature, for a lake monster, being able to, to have a character who's attuned to natural cycles. If there's a lake, there's the usual summer crowd that comes to the lake and they entertain themselves and then they all fuck off. And there might occasionally be people fishing in the winter. Like there's, there's the catfish and the, the bass and at different points in the season, you know, in the spring and the winter, but the majority of activity on the lake and the majority of dumb stuff that happens on the lake, you know, people really not using jet skis in a way that is safe or conducive to human health, you know, that's going to happen in the summer. So the idea of a natural cycle of satiety with, yeah, in the winter, she's a little more dormant. She's a little more subdued because it times are thin in the winter. There's a little less, you know, dragging people into the water. Um, not to do anything permanent, but maybe to remind them that they shouldn't be fucking around after dark on the lake. Uh, and then in the summer times are high. Like, we don't have to worry about it. The potato chip of the world of darkness is the stupid 20-something home from our home on spring break, right? Everybody's got jet skis and no one knows how to use them. That's, it's easy. So, you know, things get a little more intricate. She gets a little more evil. Like everything like that. And then things calm down again. Natural cycles of boom and bust. That's what I want. I want to play that. We're going to stop ourselves here before we just spend two hours talking about characters we'd like to play. Here (laughs) has been a little insight into not only individual characters that we like to play, but more why we like to play them. That's the lesson I want you all at home to take is when you're thinking about a new game, don't just think what niche does my party need me to fill. And and of course you should be thinking about that and you should be helping to make a well-rounded party, but think additionally, what is it what is the story that I really want to tell in this world? And what is the thing that interests me? Cause that will help you be a better party member. Right. And it will help you pick games that you want to play. If you, and think more about what fun you get out of gaming and how you find that fun. Yeah. 
so once again, uh, I'm Jared Singer, and with me is Helen. Hi. And thank you for listening to the Starting Equipment Podcast.